0: hello guys welcome back to another episode of the six minutes podcast um, today we're gonna get into something very interesting and i find it kind of fitting because everybody's in quarantine we're all kind of stuck together you know a song ariana grande stuck with you with justin bieber beautiful song you know um but with that being said there's also a dark side to it you know, when you're in a healthy relationship, everything works Everything works out very well, I would say, as well. Now, of course, there's going to be bumps along the way, but generally, you guys make decisions together. You openly discuss any problems, put them all on the table as they arise, and you genuinely, hopefully, enjoy each other's company. When you're in a toxic relationship, it's a completely different story and when you're in one it's actually harder to see the red flags i know you would normally think like holy shit like i'm in a toxic relationship it's gonna be like you know blaring red signs that say exit or whatever and alerts everywhere and that's not the case because love is blind you guys and i'm not talking about the show on netflix because that was a shit i don't know what though (laughs) um but yeah we're definitely not talking about love is blind the series on netflix um but love is very blind and um you don't always see the red flags as they're presented so here i am (laughs) to present them to you if you don't see them already because there's a lot of people that come up to me and are like Sarah should I stay in this relationship should I end this relationship what should I do should I leave should I stay I don't know what to do and the one thing I always tell people is I can't tell you what to do I don't know your relationship so how can I give you advice on something that I don't know the only thing I can say And I sound like a broken record literally every fucking time when people ask me this. But I always say communication is the key. If you don't have two things, one is trust, two is communication, you might as well not even be in a relationship. Because at that point, it's just you're going to make things too complicated for yourself and you're not going to be able to fix it. I guarantee you, you will not be able to fix anything if you don't communicate with your partner. People are not mind readers, okay? There's people out there, okay, they can maybe see the future. They read tarot cards or whatever. But people are not mind readers. You actually have to communicate what is on your mind. And I was actually discussing this with a friend a while ago. And there came a point in time where here begin here comes the justification where I got very busy. I didn't have a lot of time, truthfully. I was training, I was doing a lot of things at work, I had a lot going on at the same time, and I wasn't making time for her. Plain and simple, I was not making time for her. And she called me the fuck out. She's like, "Bitch, what the hell? I haven't seen you in forever. You're not prioritizing me, but then um you say that you're going to go out with you're going out with your boyfriend or whatever, and but you don't have time for me." So that like as bad as it felt to hear it in that moment, you don't like hearing things that are truthful because truth hurts but these are things that you need to hear because i feel like once you hear this kind of thing like you're you come down back to reality and you're like oh shit like i have to reconfigure myself and i have to figure out a different way of going about this because i can't ignore my friend you know that's just the Bottom line, I can't ignore her. We've been friends for six years, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I can't do this to my friend. I've only known this guy for what, a few months now, and I'm prioritizing him over my best friend. That's not okay. So, I mean, I digress a little bit, but it's the same idea in a like relationship. You need to have the kind of raw discussion. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes being told something that is bad in a sense or you know is truthful but you need to hear it then there's a difference between needing to hear something and wanting to hear something you're not always going to hear the things that you want people don't work like that there's people who will sugarcoat the truth and there's people who will straight up tell you everything as it is they have no filter and those are the kind of people i actually like because you always know what's weighing on their mind They put everything on the table and you're like, oh shit, like, yeah, that's true. I gotta work on this. It makes you self reflect. Healthy relationships, they have that kind of communication where you could put something on the table as it arises and talk with your partner freely without any issues or anything. Toxic relationships, you constantly feel drained. You're not happy after spending time with your partner. You know, um, these are thing- These are signs that something needs to change. Um, and if they don't, then your relationship is not going to be repairable. Um, so just a few signs of how to know you're in a toxic relationship and what it looks like. Um, here we go. There's a lack of support. And you know, in any relationship, you have support from your partner and whatever you do. You know, uh, different relationships have different dynamics. I'm not going to get into that. But support is a big thing, too, because people need to feel like somebody is there for them. And emotional support, mental support, physical support are very important. So your time together basically has stopped being positive or supportive of your goals. Um, Healthy relationships are usually based on mutual desire to see the other person succeed in all areas and all aspects of their life. But when things usually turn toxic, um, every achievement becomes basically a competition. Or it's just like, well, why are you doing that? Like, why do you have to do this? You know, why don't you just like stay with, uh, stay doing this or whatever instead? Um, In other words, you don't feel like your partner has your back. So that's one sign that you definitely are in a relationship that is probably not the healthiest. And that's not the only one. And I know it's kind of vague, you know what I mean, to say like lack of support makes a toxic relationship. But trust me, you want a partner that is on the same page as you. Because if you don't have somebody who's on the same page as you, it's going to be very difficult to create the kind of relationship dynamic that you even want that would even make you happy. And if you guys don't have the same goals as far as work um, and lifestyle, then... I don't know if things are going to work out, you know what I mean? Maybe you want to travel the entire world and your partner doesn't. Well, that's going to cause some um, disagreements in the future, you know? For whatever reasons, financial, whatever. Your partner's maybe more of a homebody. They don't want to do stuff. Um, it's going—it's bound to cause disagreements. And I'm not saying disagreements are toxic, but also, like, the way you approach them can be toxic, so these are things that count in a relationship that's why i say like communication is key and if you can't be raw with your partner and talk very straightforward and be very transparent then i don't know why like i personally would not even be in a relationship like that Um, because i appreciate somebody who tells me things like they are and who doesn't sugarcoat things next thing is um, toxic communication so instead of treating each other with kindness most of your conversations are usually filled with sarcasm snarky remarks maybe like witty comebacks or whatever uh, criticism or hostility Uh, you might even start to avoid talking to each other that's obviously not healthy now here's the thing right If you have a cool relationship with your partner, maybe you guys have the kind of dynamic where you, like, he roasts you, you roast him back. You know what I mean? It's all good. It's all games. It's all fun. When it becomes, like, you're just making snarky comments at each other all day. And it's not fun for both of you. And these are things that are actually, like, hurtful. And they're picking at, you know... Small things in a relationship, let's say, or whatever big things in the relationship, issues in the relationship, or even on the person themselves. Um, that's when your relationship needs more work, and the way you approach things like that is up to you. Because I honestly cannot tell people how to communicate in relationships, I'm not a relationship coach or a life coach, so I can't tell you. How to well, I can't teach you how to communicate with your partner. All I can say is you definitely need to do it because it's one of those things that you have to um, you have to work on when you get into a relationship, otherwise, like why are you even in one? It's like being with somebody and just not talking to them but saying like you're together, you know it makes no sense. Um, and actually, I said, I don't know how to tell you to communicate. Well, one of the ways I actually approach things in my workplace uh, as far as coaching people, because I am um, a trainer, right? So when I'm training people or when I'm coaching them, when I have to performance manage somebody, I use something called the SBIA format for... You know, directing the discussion because there's ways you have to approach discussions with different people, and I feel like this format works on mostly everybody. And I say mostly because you your tone matters as well in the conversation. Um, And yes, it's SBIA, but I'm gonna add one more thing. We're gonna say you you know we need an objective when we're talking to somebody. So your objective is going to be hey. You know, I really care about you. And this is why we're having this conversation. Because I really care about you. And I want us to do better. Um, So the situation is... Whatever the situation is. And then the behavior is... Whatever the behavior is. And it's... When you're stating this, you have to be super specific. State things that you specifically want them to action. So, things you're specifically seeing. Yeah, you know, yesterday I noticed that you left the lights open in the living room. And, you know, um, it. we'll get to the next part. So, yesterday I noticed you left the lights on in the living room. Um, The day before that, you did the same thing. The day before that, the same thing happened. So, the impact now is that we're having to pay higher... Uh, electricity bills because you keep you continue to do this and you know we really need the money right now because we're in a pandemic Um, so what are the actions that we're going to take to resolve this situation so you've let them know about their behavior you left you've let them know the impact and then you've let them know like you know what actions are we going to take how are we going to resolve this shit and basically that's how you approach it it's not completely refined so please don't don't say things like that exactly but that's a system that i usually use with people and it usually works um, because you're getting them to see you do really care about them you just want whatever it is they're doing that's bothering you to improve so um that's one of the systems you could use to communicate with your partner it doesn't always work. Remember to always use, like, i messages. I feel like this because this is what happened. It's not you, you, you. And, like, you always do this. Because people don't always do something, you know? Um, so, these are some ways to communicate what you're feeling without making the other person very defensive. Because once the other person gets defensive, you're not going to have a very coherent and effective conversation with them regarding whatever it is you need to converse with them about another sign is jealousy now it's normal to experience jealousy from time to time um i'm i realized i'm actually an extremely jealous person i don't want to see my partner talking to other women flirting with them or whatever You know, um, being too friendly with them or whatever. I I don't want to see that. And I'll be quite honest, I don't want to see that. I don't like that shit. And I'm not going to do that to my partner. Because when I'm with somebody, I'm like a blind horse and I only have eyes for that person. And we could be like walking on the street and, you know, other people could be staring me down or whatever. But I'm not, I don't see them. Like, I only see my partner and that's the person that I'm talking to and I have interest in. So, that's the kind of relationship that you need to have. Um, but, no, it's not the kind of relationship that you need to have. But, sorry, I don't know what I'm saying sometimes. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it's normal to experience jealousy. Um, it happens. We're human beings. We're going to be jealous, right? Um, The only thing is you know make sure that you communicate things that bother you because if you don't communicate them once again then you're expecting your partner to just know things and people don't just know things you know like you need to present the situation to them and say hey this is what's bothering me um how are we going to resolve this together as uh, as a couple um and you know go about it in a healthy way um, the other thing is, the other flip side is, it's not just about other people, right? It's about success. Maybe one partner is becoming more successful than the other, and the other is a little bit jealous. Um, these are things that, as I said, you that's why you need support. You need mutual understanding. You need support. Um, you need to sort of have aligned goals in life because if you don't it's going to cause a lot of disagreements might even cause jealousy in the relationship so these are things that definitely from the beginning should be communicated and from like even the first date I would say should be communicated because you should know how somebody is before you get into a long-term relationship with them the other one is um, controlling behaviors So if they're questioning where you are all the time. Or becoming overly upset when you don't immediately answer their texts. These are both signs of controlling behavior. And they can contribute to uh, toxicity in a relationship. So in some cases um, these attempts of control over you can also be a sign of abuse. Which is I've seen this happen personally. In people close to me. So, if you notice controlling behaviors early on in the relationship, please, I can't tell you what to do, but this is one of those things that you really need to weigh in on uh, early on. And, you know, maybe you like somebody who's a little bit more possessive because it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like they care, but at the same time, you need to realize that this can actually... um, build into abusive behavior later on so you also need to watch out for this it's not just like you know oh they care about me this is why like they're jealous or whatever no um realize that overly controlling behavior um somebody being over overly obsessive with you and where you are constantly is not a good thing um especially also when you don't immediately answer texts and they get super upset because you don't immediately answer their text. Like let's say you text them three seconds later they expect a response and you don't provide one and all of a sudden you get like a million messages saying like why that's not a good sign either. So I would say like honestly if you're in this boat just monitor this kind of behavior very closely because it's definitely not a good sign. Especially to me. I don't like somebody bothering me 24/7 about where i am what i'm doing i actually had somebody when i was in a relationship do this to me call me like 20 times a day and ask me where i am what i'm doing even though i'm at work and like i'm doing my work right that's not okay like you need to have a partner who keeps busy as well so they're not calling you like 30 times a day or 20 times a day asking what you're doing where you are um You guys need space. You both need your privacy. You shouldn't be spending 24 hours a day together because it's not healthy either. That's what causes a lot of arguments, actually. Which is why when I began this talk, I said, you know, we're in quarantine. And a lot of people are stuck together at the moment. Which means that uh, you might get tired of each other very quickly. You know, something small that somebody does might piss you off so badly that you just want to, like, strangle them. But please don't. (laughs) I don't want you guys to do that. But this is what happens when you're in a controlling relationship. When you're with somebody who wants to be with you 24-7 and they don't want to let you go, they don't want you to do other things with any other people. Like, you need to have your space. And I cannot say this enough. You need space and time away from your partner once in a while. This is healthy. If your partner does not have friends and all they want to do is just chill with you all day, uh, I'd be like, please don't come close to me. Like, Just stay the fuck away and go be with somebody else because we're not for each other. I need somebody who has their own friends i have my own friends we're gonna i'm gonna chill with my own friends you do your own thing and i'm not gonna bother you while we're out because i trust you and if i trust you then you know we have a good foundation if you don't have trust then don't bother being in a relationship because you're gonna have so many problems down the road like i said trust and communication two biggest things in a relationship that can make or break a relationship So if you don't have either of those, then you don't have a relationship pretty much. And I can confidently tell you that. Now, the other thing is resentment. So things like holding on to grudges and letting them fester chips away at intimacy. Um, Yeah, that's that's not a good sign either. It's not a healthy sign. Um, Over time, frustration or resentment can also build up and make a smaller issue bigger than what it is and it's true it does and for whatever reason a lot of people feel things and they hold them inside forever they don't tell anybody and then later on they like literally explode on their partner and i've seen it happen too many times so if for whatever reason you are feeling resentment towards your partner then take some time away step away and say why am i feeling this way like what the fuck is going on why why do i have these disgruntled feelings like why am i being resentful of my partner what did they do what it like what can i do to fix this and if you can't then maybe it's time to change things maybe you should not be in this relationship maybe you're not fulfilled and the reason you constantly feel resentment And you constantly feel drained or irritated or whatever. It's because you should not be in a relationship like this one or any at all. Maybe it's time to just focus on yourself and do what it is you do best. And then you know, a year, two years, three years, four years, five years down the road, maybe then you'll be ready to be in a relationship that's healthy and fulfilling to you, and it's gonna make you happy. But don't stick in a relationship that you're miserable in and make the other person miserable as well. Because I see this shit too much and it pisses me off. Because you're wasting your own time and your partner's time as well. Um, The other one is dishonesty. If you find yourself constantly making up lies about your whereabouts or who you meet up with to avoid spending time with your partner, that's a problem. (laughs) You might have to question why you're doing that. And again, it all comes down to if you're not feeling happy in a relationship, then why are you there? Why are you holding yourself hostage? Literally nobody else is like you're just staying for what for whatever for what reason like why are you still there? Just leave, be happy, go do something else that you love, travel the world. I don't know, make music, do something that makes you like feel fulfilled. Don't stay in a relationship where you constantly feel drained and exhausted and you know you're depressed and you're feeling controlled or abused or you know being taken advantage of like don't stay there if you're feeling that way move on and eventually when the time is right after you've focused on yourself and done whatever it is you need to do spend time away then maybe you'll find the person that is actually meant for you and maybe you will also be in a healthier happier more fulfilling relationship Um, The other one is a lot of patterns of disrespect. So if you notice trends that they're being chronically late, casually just forgetting events all the time, and other behaviors that show disrespect for your time, um, these are red flags that you need to take note of as well. Um, There are things that people don't just forget to do. Or events people don't just forget. And i know because i personally will always just be like yeah i forgot like i forgot to do this but in reality no i didn't forget i just didn't want to do it um so if you notice these kinds of things is maybe because the person has lost interest your partner might have lost interest and they're just not in it anymore and maybe it's time to leave in that case um the other thing is negative financial behaviors so your partner might be making financial decisions including purchasing big ticket items or withdrawing large sums of money without consulting you first that's also a problem and it should not be happening but it does all the time as well which is why i say you need to get to know your partner before you start making huge decisions together especially financial ones that are gonna affect you in the long run Uh, because then Let's say you guys decide to buy a car together. You put money on the car. They put money on the car. Now you guys both have a car that you've both financed. And your relationship is not going so well. Well, guess what? Uh, You just made your life a whole lot more complicated. Because now you're going to feel obligated to being with that person. Because you just spent a shit ton of money on a new car. That you probably didn't need in the first place. But regardless Before you make any huge decisions you need to sit down with yourself and say am i ready to do this Um you know I actually my ex first month of dating me he was like oh we need to move we should move in together like we really should move in together i you know i want to be with you and stuff like that and then it didn't work out four months later but from the first moment i was like holy shit like a million alerts were going off my head and I'm like yo it's way too early for this and I actually told him it's way too early for this and he got upset and I was like really but you know I don't even know you like that I don't know if you have the finances I don't know if I can trust you you know what I mean and it's more complicated than just saying yeah we're gonna be together so let's go buy an apartment you know the first month of meeting each other like nothing's guaranteed in this world you don't know what's going to happen two, three, four months, 5 months down the road, 3 years, 15 years even. So you need to protect yourself. And you need to make sure you understand your partner and you know who they are before you make these huge decisions for yourself and for them. Um, the other one is constant stress. If you're constantly feeling stressed, it goes with the same thing with feeling drained and exhausted all the time. And irritated constantly. So if you're constantly feeling stressed... Um, that's not a good sign either there's a normal amount of tension that runs through every relationship but if you find yourself constantly on the edge that's an indication that something's off and you need to change something because ongoing stress can actually take a toll on your physical and emotional health as well Uh, people don't believe it but I always say this like stress is the number one cause of actual cancer I always say this to people stress does cause cancer and people may not believe it but you know i've seen it so many times as well and i always tell people please do not stay in a situation that is stressing you the fuck out i get it you know sometimes you have exams whatever that's a different story but if you're in a relationship something that's within your control and you're constantly stressed don't stay like why the fuck are you making yourself miserable you know if you don't like it's not just about cancer like what if you get stomach ulcers or whatever it actually takes a toll on your physical um body and your emotional health as well so like do what is you need to do for yourself if you need to leave then fucking leave say i'm done with this shit i'm not taking it anymore and that's it be done with it like why are you making yourself stay in a situation where you don't feel good all the time Um, The other one is ignoring your needs. So, going along with whatever your partner wants to do, even if it goes against your wishes or comfort level, is a huge sign of toxicity. (laughs) Uh, For example, let's say you might agree to a vacation that may be planned, either intentionally or unintentionally, um, for dates that are not even convenient for you. You know? Like, let's say your partner can take a few days off of work at that time but you can't and you know you can't but you agreed to go like well now you just put yourself in a shitty situation because now you're probably just gonna have to call in sick for like those two weeks or take a leave of absence for those two weeks or something so don't put yourself into situations where your needs are not being met you need to make sure that you um outline your needs in a relationship And set your boundaries. Because if you don't, people will walk all over you. And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. It's like in every single relationship that you're in. Whether it's romantic or not. You need to set your boundaries. And you need to make your needs known. If you don't, people will and they can walk all over you. Um, Lost relationships are another sign. So things like uh, you've stopped spending time with friends and family. Either to avoid conflict. Uh, with your partner or to get around having to explain what's happening in your relationship Uh, you might find your free time is wrapped up in dealing with your partner as well and trying to make things better and they're not making things better Um, they're just hoping that you're gonna fix things and they're not doing anything wrong that's a toxic relationship my friend and it's time for you to leave um you might also think like oh yeah i have to make sacrifices in a relationship sometimes but you shouldn't have to sacrifice your family and friends for that at all unless your family and friends are extremely toxic and you feel the need to do so yourself then okay that's a different story but if your partner is specifically asking you not to see your friends who you've known longer than them it is time for you to say bye because if somebody did that shit to me i'd be like (laughs) you're funny as hell that is not fucking happening so you can actually um the door is right there don't let it hit you on the way out and that's probably exactly what i would fucking say um because there's no way in hell somebody's gonna come along that i barely know and tell me oh you're not gonna see these people because i don't like them I don't care who you like If my friends are my friends They're not your friends So um, if you have a problem with that It's too bad It really is too bad I'm not gonna stop seeing my friends Because you want me to You shouldn't do that Don't give up people who are close to you For somebody who's treating you like shit Okay Because you need a support system Most likely this person in your relationship Is not supporting you so you need somebody who can literally be like there for you in case you need who has your back who else is gonna be there other than your friends so don't get rid of your friends for somebody that you're just seeing um it's not it's not good at all for my lack of better words hoping for change um is another one You might stay in a relationship because you see the other person's potential or you think that, you know, if you just change yourself and your actions, they'll change as well. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Unless the person is in diapers, you're not going to be able to change them, my friend. Let me tell you. Old habits die hard. Good luck changing somebody, you know, who is like mid-20s to like, I don't know, as it takes um they're not gonna change so you need to stop hoping for change and you need to start actually making change happen if you have to and by making change happen i mean you need to take action yourself and you either need to say hey i'm gonna leave or hey i'm gonna stay provided they fix x things within this amount of time and if they don't i'm fucking leaving because um if you change yourself and they don't change i mean i mean it's not really good it's not guaranteed to happen it's not guaranteed to happen that's kind of why like i'm kind of back and forth because thinking about it it's like people don't change just like that people can't change overnight and you can't teach an old dog new tricks it's just not gonna happen it's not ideal don't expect it so just hoping for change in a relationship is not going to fix anything. Don't just wait around if you need something to be actioned, actually say, hey, I'm going to give you until, you know, June 26th to fix this. If you don't, I'm leaving and I don't care what else you have to say, um, because there's times where you need to set your foot down, because if you don't, you're going to be walked all over. Um the other one is worrying about you worry that bringing up problems you'll provoke like more tension so you become like conflict avoidant and keep any issues to yourself that's not okay As a couple you should be talking about things that bother you you should be open to discussion and communication assuming you have a healthy really a healthy relationship why did i say like that <laughs> a healthy uh, assuming you have a healthy relationship, you should be able to just talk to your partner freely. And if you don't, that's a sign that you probably should leave because, um, like I said, communication is key. And if you don't have communication, like, what do you have in a relationship? Um, and uh, the other thing is, don't avoid uh, don't avoid cl- conflicts. Wow, I can't talk. Do not avoid conflicts because. You don't want to end up in a situation where you are um, scared to express yourself or open up to your partner and things are not working out and you really want to express it and you really can't and you feel stuck. That's not healthy either. You need to make your needs known. Um, And this will this is gonna help you out like communication is key i keep coming back to it but it's so true because like you need to be able to speak to your partner and you know openly discuss every situation that comes at you and work on it together work towards a resolution together and if you can't like i don't know how to help you um is there any hope for these kinds of relationships um yeah But it's going to take willingness to invest into the relationship. It's going to take a lot of acceptance of responsibility. So it's going to take an attitude of openness and actual willingness to invest in making the relationship better. On both sides, not on just one side. It takes both sides. And you know the saying, it takes two to tango? It's literally true because it takes two people to tango. It's the same thing in a relationship so you know this can manifest by an interest in deepening conversations um setting aside regular blocks of time to spend quality time together and even on the flip side spending time with your friends and your family separately individually where you both have space away and time away from each other this is healthy being together 24 7 is not healthy and maybe you're okay with that dynamic, but to be honest, I really am not. I don't want to be with my partner 24-7. I need time away, I need distance away, which is why like, I need somebody who's just as busy as me in a relationship. Because if they're not, then it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Um, the other one is acceptance of responsibility. So you have to recognize that past behaviors that have harmed the relationship, Is vital on both ends, um, because it reflects an interest in self-awareness and self-responsibility as well. The other thing is, you need you need to shift things from blaming to understanding the other person. So you you know you both need to be able to steer the conversation away from blaming and more toward understanding and learning, and then you know maybe there might be a path forward for both of you, and you guys might be able to move on, and fix the relationship. But if it's not coming from both people and there's just one person trying to fix it, then that's not going to do anything. Um, you also need to be open and open to outside help, which is a big one in my opinion because sometimes you might need to help get things back on track, uh, either through individual or couples counseling if you really want to work towards it um, uh, you know you need somebody from the outside who's not within your corner to help you understand why you're feeling the way you are get any tensions out on the table so you can openly discuss them and see what's bothering you and then try to fix it together because you know like if you don't fix it together then I don't know how to... I don't know what to tell you. Like, it shouldn't be one-sided. That's the main thing. If it's one-sided, that's... Kind of shitty. And that's an indication you should probably leave. This relationship's not meant for you. Or this person's not meant for you. And then you need to ask yourself, like, how can we move forward? Okay? Um, Most toxic relationships occur because... um, there are results of long standing issues in the current relationship or there is a result of unaddressed issues from prior relationships this is why I say like don't be in a relationship where you feel like you can't address conflict or you can't address um, problems that arise right away because if you're in that type of um, dynamic it's not healthy and it's not going to help you to move forward and you need to realize that past relationships don't define your current relationship don't blame the person you're currently with for things the person like two three years ago did to you they're not the same person you need to treat everybody as an individual and address everybody as individuals because they are individuals these are two separate people in two separate situations don't categorize them together don't put them in the same category don't label them as the same it's not the same person so do not dwell on the past it is not fair to you it is not fair to your partner especially because you're going to make that person miserable with your bullshit um so please resist the temptation to constantly refer back to negative scenarios and also then you need to view your partner with compassion so when you find yourself wanting to blame your partner for all the problems in the relationship and all the problems in the world, try taking a step back and looking at the potential motivators behind their behavior. Um, like how have they been going through a harder time at work? Are they stressed out about something? Was their family drama weighing heavily undermined? And they need to talk about it. Like these are things you guys should be discussing as a couple. Um, you know, and these aren't excuses for bad behavior either to be honest with you but they're going to help you build an understanding of why your partner's feeling the way they are and where they're coming from and then again we come back to starting therapy so you need to be open to outside help because an openness to therapy can be you know a good sign that things may be mandible And actually, you know, following through on therapy can be the key to helping the relationship move forward. But if you guys are not willing to move forward together, then again, like, why are you together still? Now, while couples counseling is a good starting point, um, individual therapy is also a helpful addition. And the reason is because, again, you need time away from your partner. This is healthy. Um and sometimes maybe there's things you need to talk about maybe there's things within yourself that you need to deal with and resolve that your partner doesn't need to hear or you don't want your partner to hear and it's not because they're bad or they're because about you know because you want to talk shit about them or whatever but it might just be something that is so private to you or intimate to you that you might need to just resolve yourself first before moving on and you know even doing therapy with your partner in the first place again find support regardless of whether you decide to try therapy look for other support opportunities you know maybe um try talking to a close friend or maybe join a local support group for couples or partners dealing with you know specific issues in the relationship maybe like infidelity or substance misuse or whatever and then we come back to practicing healthy communication. So pay closer attention to how you talk to each other um, as you mend things. Watch your tone when you're talking to the person you're with. Like be gentle with each other. Avoid sarcasm or mild jabs at least for the time being. Um, and just focus on using I statements, especially when talking about relationship issues. So for example, instead of you instead of saying you don't listen to what I'm saying. You could say something like, oh, I feel like you aren't listening to me when you take out your phone while I'm talking. It's an I statement. You're saying, I feel like, you know, you're not listening to me. And you're taking your phone out while I'm talking, which makes me feel like you're not interested. You know, um, it's you're talking about your feelings. And that's important. That's an important step to mending a relationship. And then you need to be accountable as well. So both partners need to actually acknowledge their part in fostering the toxicity. Um, Because it takes two, right? It's not just one person doing things. You may say, you always do this, you always do that. You always take out your phone while I'm talking to you. Nobody always does something. It's always for a reason that it happens. Okay, so, you know, you both need to be accountable for your actions as adults, Uh, This means that you need to both identify and take responsibility for your own actions in the relationship. Um, And it's also about being present and engaged during difficult conversations. This is what I mean about having good communication in a relationship. Because if you don't, then how are you going to even mend the relationship in the first place? You know, you need to be open to having difficult conversations there's things that people tell me that I don't want to hear I don't like hearing them but guess what I have to I don't have a choice because how am I going to become a better person how am I going to grow without criticism so these are difficult conversations that you need to have I need to put your ego aside and say okay listen you know we're going to talk about this this is shit that's going through my head let's fix it how do we how do we resolve this together And then you need to heal individually. So it's important for each of you to individually determine like what you need from the relationship and where your boundaries lie. And even if you feel like you already know what your needs and boundaries are, then, you know, it's worth revisiting them. Because, you know, the process of rebuilding a damaged relationship does offer a good opportunity to reevaluate how you feel about certain elements of the relationship. And if you're not feeling good, again, then it's time to leave. So, you know, just be mindful of that. The other thing is, and we're running uh, short on time here. The other thing is, you need to hold space for others' change. So remember that things are not going to change overnight. Um, Over the coming few months, you know, try to work together on being flexible and patient with, you, with each other as you grow it's not gonna happen overnight you're not gonna magically go to counseling one day and the next day all your problems are fixed with a snap of a finger it doesn't work like that it takes people a while to actually change in my workplace i actually have to coach people a million times on mistakes they make um, while they're working and it takes months to even fix those things or get those things imprinted into their heads that they need to not do so with other people as well don't expect change overnight it's not going to happen it's just not gonna happen but you're gonna have to continuously work on it so i'm just because i coach something and i talk about a behavior one time doesn't mean that's the only conversation i need to have with that person there needs to be more conversations, There's need to be, there needs to be more communication, and, you know, um, more understanding for things to change. And if there isn't, then things are not going to change at all. But just know, it's not going to happen overnight, so don't expect it to, to happen overnight. With that being said, you guys, um, for this segment, I think I'm going to cut it short because we're coming real close on time. Um, In the next segment, we're going to actually talk about abuse versus toxicity and how to know the difference, but uh, I'll catch you guys in the next one. We'll take a short break for now. Hey guys, welcome back. In this segment, we're going to talk about abuse versus toxicity and how to know the difference. So, toxicity in a relationship can take actually many forms, including a lot of forms of abuse. We talked about controlling behavior in the other segment. Um, There's never an excuse for abusive behavior. And you're unlikely to change your partner's behavior on your own. So, there comes a time where you have to know the difference so you can take action um, for yourself. Because you're not going to change your partner, but you do have to change your situation in this case. Um, So abuse comes in many shapes and sizes, and this can make it hard to recognize, especially if you've been in a long-term toxic relationship. Uh, The following signs are going to suggest physical or emotional abuse. So if you recognize any of these in your relationship, it's probably best to walk away. And this is obviously easier said than done, but you know, we have some resources that uh, can help at the end of this section. So stay tuned and we will get started. So the first sign is actually diminished self-worth. Your partner blames you for everything that goes wrong and makes you feel as if you can't do anything right. You end up feeling really small, confused, shamed, and often exhausted um and they may do this by patronizing dismissing or embarrassing you in public you may also have chronic stress and anxiety but it's normal like it's normal to have periods of frustration with your partner once in a while or like doubts about your future together like things like that happen but you shouldn't be spending significant amounts of time worrying about the relationship or about your safety and security that's not okay um, separation from friends and family. Sometimes when you're dealing with a toxic relationship, um, it can cause you to withdraw from friends and family. But an abusive partner may forcefully distance you from your support network. So they might actually unplug the phone while you're talking or get in your face to distract you. They may also convince you that your loved ones don't want to hear from you anyway, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera or maybe they're not a good influence on you these are all signs that uh, you're in an abusive relationship because they're trying to separate you from your support network and it's not healthy interference with work or school forbidding you from seeking employment or studying is a way to isolate you and control you so they may also attempt to humiliate you at your workplace or school by causing a scene or talking to your boss or teachers that's definitely unhealthy and it's a sign that you need to walk away fear and intimidation an abusive partner might explode with rage or use intimidation tactics as well such as slamming their fists into walls or not allowing you to leave the house during a fight um then we have things like name calling and put downs so insults aimed at uh, humiliating you and belittling your interests Appearance or accomplishments are verbal abuse. Um, And below below are some examples of what things uh, a verbally abusive partner might just say to you. So things like you're worthless, you can't do anything right, no one else could ever love you. Um, These are all things that your partner, these are all signs, sorry, that your partner is verbally abusive and you should probably just walk away. Um, Financial restriction. They may also control all the money that comes in and prevents you from having your own bank account. So things like restricting access to credit cards or only giving you a daily allowance, these are signs that uh, it's not you're not in a healthy relationship and it's time to go. Things like gaslighting. So gaslighting is actually a technique that makes you question your own feelings, instincts, and sanity. So for example, they may try to like convince you that you've they've never been abusive um or they're they're never abusive insisting it's all in your head or maybe they make uh, accuse you of being the one with the anger and control issues um by acting like the victims and so that is gaslighting and that's also a sign of an abusive partner uh, and a sign that you need to walk away from this relationship threats of self-harm this actually happens quite often and threatening suicide or self-harm as a way to pressure you into doing things is actually a form of manipulation and abuse as well so this is another sign that you definitely need to walk away and you should probably also try to you know seek help for that person because that kind of mentality is very it's really not healthy um and then actual physical violence this is a given Absolutely. So threats and verbal insults can escalate to physical violence, of course. And if your partner is pushing, slapping, or hitting you, it's a clear sign that the relationship has become dangerous and you need to leave. Um, so if you guys actually want resources to get help, there's a lot of them. Um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline provides a lot of services at no cost and offers 24-7 um, chat and phone support as well. They are also anonymous, so if you don't feel comfortable providing your name or anything like that, they can still help you via chat or via phone as well. So definitely look up National Domestic Violence Hotline. Uh, Day One is actually another nonprofit organization that works with youth to end dating abuse and domestic violence as well through things like community education, supportive services, legal advocacy, and leadership development. So um, definitely look into this one if you're in a relationship that sounds abusive. Things that, um, It's also Break the Cycle, provide uh, which provides services to young people and adults in peer-to-peer abusive relationships. Um, definitely look into this one as well. It's a great resource. And lastly, we have DomesticShelters.org. Which is a mobile-friendly searchable directory that can help you find um, domestic violence programs and shelters in the U.S. and Canada as well. So, for my Canadians living, uh, well, for my Canadians listening to this podcast, you do have resources available to you as well. Um, all of these are also available to you as well so please 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 seek help if you are in a relationship that is abusive and uh, exhibits any of the signs that you just heard in this podcast Um, and please do not wait and hope that things are going to change because as we stated things don't change and they're very unlikely to change so with that being said thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you guys thank you for staying patient with my um, three month hiatus i'll try to come back as soon as possible um it's just that you know as usual work gets busy and i have less and less time to post on here but you guys know i love this platform so please stay tuned if you like my content and we'll be back with more episodes take care and have an amazing rest of your week um and i'll catch you guys in the next one bye